0: Hey everyone and welcome to podcast number two My name is Divyaksh but you can call me Divi And I'm from the Partner Engagement Team here at Uber in Australia and New Zealand So before we dive into today's podcast I thought we'd have a second to look back at March And look at what the Partner Engagement Team has been doing So we started March by celebrating women with International Women's Day. So we had several events across Australia and New Zealand where we celebrated the awesome women driver partners we have in the Uber community. We also trialed new initiatives. For example, we trialed a support desk at the airport waiting lot in Perth. But most importantly, we continued to host roundtables and focus groups across several cities to ensure that we're listening to you to your questions, to your suggestions, to your pain points, so that we can then use this podcast to answer those questions and share it with the rest of Australia and New Zealand driver partners. So in the last podcast, we spoke about Upfront Fares and Uber Pool. Upfront Fares has since launched in several cities, and Uber Pool has excitingly launched in Sydney. On this podcast, we're going to talk about earnings. The topic of earnings is something that keeps coming up at roundtables and focus groups. And so what we've done is we've got the top five questions we keep hearing from you to be answered by experts. So first on the podcast, we're very lucky to have Dom Taylor, who's a general manager who handles regional operations across Australia and New Zealand. Followed by him... We have a special guest, Ben from AirTax, who's going to help talk you through the GST and tax compliance part that driver partners are subject to, and also talk about how the AirTax app can help you with this. And finally, we have Julian. Julian is one of our team members from Perth, who's got a really exciting announcement for all of you about short trips and airports. So please ensure you listen till the end. So let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Dom. How are you doing? Thanks, Divi. Great to be here, mate. Thanks for making time for us. So, Dom, I guess before we get into it, tell us a little bit about you and what you do at Uber.
1: Yeah, cool. So, my name's Dom Taylor. I'm the General Manager of Regional Operations on the ride side of the business, uh, covering both Australia and New Zealand. I've been at Uber now for almost three and a half years. And uh, throughout that time, I've spent a great deal of time meeting drivers, talking to drivers, and trying to solve drivers' needs. In terms of the team that I run each day, the regional operations team, we work with our state-based operations across Australia and New Zealand to optimize and centralize processes. On a personal level, I'm married, I got I was married last year to Anna, my beautiful wife, and at the time that we recorded this podcast, my baby, my firstborn is around seven days from being born. So probably by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm a father. <laughs> that is so exciting. Even I didn't know that, Dom. That's, uh, that's great to hear that you're expecting a new addition to the family. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah,
0: definitely. So let's get started. Um, you ready for question number one? Let's do it.
2: Hey, I'm Chris, a driver partner in Melbourne. And our first question is this. How does Uber control how many drivers there are? Isn't there a point when there's too many drivers on the road?
1: Yeah. I think the first thing to point out, Divi, is that the number of riders continues to grow every single month. So throughout 2018, we've been having hundreds of thousands of new riders who were taking their first trip in Australia and New Zealand for the very first time. Wow. And so it's really important that as riders continue to grow, so do our driver partners that are available on the platform. The other thing about being a driver partner is that it's incredibly flexible. Right. Some drivers might just drive for a couple of hours a week. Others drivers might drive every couple of months, or there might be drivers that are driving quite intensely that are saving up for a holiday. But we know that a driver that drives one week won't necessarily drive the next week and so on and so on. And so it's really important that we're continually getting new driver partners signed up, and so that they can be fulfilling those trips that we're getting from those new riders that are signing up every week in Australia and New Zealand.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I've actually met a few driver partners when I worked at the Greenlight Hub as well that said they were only driving to save up for a holiday or for their retirement savings, which was quite interesting. But Dom, I guess following up on that question, how do we then ensure that driver partners that are on the
1: platform are getting enough trips? Yeah, you're right. It is a balancing act. There's times of the year when there is more driver partners than riders and vice versa. What we know is that we have various tools that we can help stimulate more drivers or riders at different times of the year. This could be sending emails or SMS or even things like referrals at different times of the year to give riders or drivers dollars in their pocket at time when we need to stimulate more drivers or riders on the platform. Thanks Dom, that definitely sounds like a
0: balancing act. Uh, I guess with that, let's move to question two.
2: I feel like sometimes Uber fakes surge because sometimes I sit in surge areas and I don't get a trip.
1: Yeah, I think surge pricing in general is something that we haven't done a good enough job of explaining both to riders and drivers in the past. So I'm keen to start off by talking about how surge actually works in pretty simple language. So let's think about a period of high demand, like when a footy game finishes we need to attract more driver partners into that area whilst also slowing down the number of people requesting. Otherwise, we'd be out of cars in no time. So that's, this is when surge pricing kicks in. It's attracting new driver partners to the area by offering higher fares than usual while slowing down the number of riders that are look at the, looking at their app and requesting. What I can relate to, though, is how frustrating it must be to be sitting in the red glowing surge area and not being sent a trip request. It's true that less riders request during surge trips. That's an important part of why we have surge. So as more cars enter the area and less riders are keen to pay a higher price, then the surge multiplier will reduce, and that will result in more trips happening overall compared to if there was no surge.
0: Right. Thanks, Dom. And in the last podcast, we also spoke about upfront fares. So how does upfront fares play a part in
1: this? What we know is that surge multipliers can be intimidating for riders. And so what upfront fares is trying to do is provide riders with clarity and certainty around how many dollars they will be paying for a trip before they request a trip. What we know from trips across other parts of the world that have launched upfront fares is that in particular in terms in times of surge pricing this will result in more re- riders requesting than just looking at the app which is a good thing for drivers overall and hopefully results in less time where you guys are in red glowing surge areas with no trips being sent to you.
0: Great. Again, thank you so much for answering that one as well. And we've just got one final question before we move to, um, tax section of the podcast. So this is one that I constantly hear about a lot at round tables and focus groups personally,
1: and it's
2: in America, Uber has introduced tipping. Why don't we do tipping here?
1: Yeah, good question. So we rolled out tipping in 2017 across the United States. Unfortunately, It's not as easy as just clicking a button and switching on a new product feature in Australia and New Zealand when something is launched in the US. Rather, each country has its own unique regulatory and tax requirements, as well as different social norms for what makes sense in each country. For example, tipping is a lot more common in the US than it is in Australia and New Zealand. And so these local requirements take engineering resources and time in order to accommodate. Just to be clear, that's not to say we will never do tipping in Australia and New Zealand. Rather, these things take time. So let's see what happens throughout the rest of 2018. Sure, thanks. That's exciting. Thank you so much for your time, Dom.
0: Really appreciate it. And um, of course, best of luck with uh, fatherhood and your next steps.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Look forward to seeing you all soon.
0: So, thank you again, Dom. And next up, we have the tax section of the podcast. And we're really lucky to be joined by special guest, Ben from AirTax. So, welcome to the podcast, Ben. How are you doing? Good to be yourself. Thanks for having me. No worries, man. Thanks for making time for us and the driver partner community. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how AirTax fits into your
3: many ventures? Yeah, sure. So on a day-to-day basis, I help companies and clients uh, complying with their tax obligations, particularly in relation to people that are moving around the world or um, have a very um, mobile lifestyle. So I suppose as part of that, I'm, I'm off to the States next week um, to speak to a couple of clients um, oh. on, that, on that very issue.
0: That's exciting. Which part of the States are you heading to?
3: So initially in New York, where it's uh, only just stopped snowing. So I'm <laughs> hoping that uh, it continues to stop snowing and, and the sun actually comes out a little bit. Um, and then off to the other side of the country, off to California, Silicon Valley. Um, for a Silicon few days as well. Valley. That's the home of Uber. Well, we hope you have a great trip. Thank you.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit about AirTax and how it can help driver partners comply with their tax obligations.
3: So AirTax is a platform that allows users to simply and quickly not only prepare their annual tax return, apply for Australian business numbers where they need one, but also prepare and lodge their quarterly business activity statements. They can access it via a mobile or smartphone or by logging onto to the website.
0: So, obviously, tax is quite a a tricky topic and something that driver partners have quite a few questions about. What we've done for you is we've compiled the top two tax questions from driver partners that we keep hearing about in order to just clarify it for them. So, are you ready?
3: Let's go. (laughs)
0: Great. So, question number four on the podcast is...
2: Uber takes 27.5% of my fare, but in my agreement, I pay a service fee of 25%. Can you explain how this works?
3: Yeah, sure. And that's a great question. And I suppose before we get into the answer to that great question, it's important to note that driver partners should really get their own tax advice specific to their personal situation uh, when ensuring that they comply with their their tax obligations. What we'll talk about today is obviously general uh, information or provide general guidance. But really, it's important that, that driver partners do get their own advice tailored to their specific situation. Sure. So getting back to the answer to that great question. So firstly, the difference between the 25% and the 27.5% is 2.5%, which is 10% of the Uber service fee, the 25%. So where does that 10% come from? Now that 10% is GST or goods and services tax. Taking a step back, the GST is levied in Australia on many or most even of the goods and services that we consume on a day-to-day basis. Right. So that GST component of 10% that your driver partners will pay on the service fee, they're then able to get a credit for that when they file their quarterly business activity statements at the end of each quarter, and it will reduce the amount of GST that the driver partners are then required to pay to the ATO at the end of each quarter.
0: I see. Right. Thank you so much for clarifying that. We hope you find that helpful. Question number five. Let's hear it.
2: I'm paying GST on Uber's 25%. Riders should be paying this GST. Why am I paying it?
3: Another great question. As I mentioned before, consumers in Australia pay GST on a variety of different goods and services that they consume on a day-to-day basis. One of those items is the Uber service fee, but another item is rideshare fares. So the rideshare fares are subject to GST, just like the service fee paid to Uber is also subject to GST. Right. So when a rider uses an Uber, the driver partner is collecting not only the fare but the 10% GST on that fare. Right. At the end of the quarter, as I alluded to earlier, at the end of the quarter, driver partners are required to file a GST return, which is known as a BAS. That GST return reconciles the GST that a driver partner has collected from uh, Briders, so the GST on the rideshare fare. Okay. Um, That That GST is due to the tax office, but they'll get a credit for any GST that they've paid during the quarter on a variety of different expenses. That credit will then reduce the amount that the driver partners owe to the tax office at the end of the quarter. So if I I take that again, what's owed to the tax office is the GST on the rideshare fares, Mm -hmm. less the GST that the, the driver partners have themselves paid on various different expenses, fees, tolls, fuel, uh, et cetera. So an important tip then for the driver partners is that GST is paid on a quarterly basis, not as you go. What do I mean by that? Is that after filing a business activity statement at the end of each quarter, driver partners are generally going to have an amount of GST that they'll need to pay over to the tax office. So a tip for your driver partners is set up a GST bank account you can call it whatever they can call it whatever they want but set up an account a bank account where they put let's say 10% of each fare that they receive into that bank account at the end of each week at the end of each month so that when they file the business activity statement at the end of each quarter they've got a pot of money waiting there in their bank account that they can then use to pay the gst and it's not an unwelcome surprise for them at the end of each quarter
0: that sounds like a pro tip. Thank you so much, Ben, for, for sharing your knowledge and your time. Before you go, can you tell us a little bit about how AirTax can help driver partners with such GST obligations?
3: Yeah, sure. And look, I've mentioned ABNs, I've mentioned GST, I've yeah. mentioned BASs. There's a lot of concepts being thrown around here and a lot, of, a lot of things that really driver partners need to do to make sure that they're compliant with their tax obligations. And that's where AirTax can really help them. So driver partners are generally considered to be carrying on a business in Australia and as such would be required to obtain an Australian business number, an ABN, and register for GST. And that requirement to register for GST is a result of the court ruling in August of 2015. So AirTax provides a simple way for driver partners to comply with all of their obligations. We at AirTax will register the driver partners for an Australian business number and for GST when they connect their driver partner account with AirTax. We'll do that for free. We'll also prepare and lodge their first business activity statement for free and the normal cost of that is $49. The beauty of the product is that we will pull from Uber directly, we'll pull driver partners income details, but as well we'll pull details of all the, uh, the tolls and, and the Uber fees that they've paid which, as I mentioned before, have a GST component to it. So already, when your driver partners log into their account, they'll see the fare information there that they've collected the GST on. They'll see the tolls and the expenses there, particularly the Uber fees, that they've paid GST on. It's already there. They're not going to need to look for that information. AirTax also provides a service called Business Assist. So for $99, we'll lodge a BAS, we'll lodge the BAS on behalf of the driver partner and discuss their lodgement to guide them through what income needs to be reported wow, okay. and make sure, critically, we'll make sure that they're claiming or they're including all of the relevant expenses that they've paid GST on just to make sure that what they pay the tax office at the end of each quarter is the correct amount of GST because it is very easy uh, to miss deductions of course. and miss expenses along the way. So look, I hope that's been helpful for the driver partners. If they need more information, we've set up a blog uh, and it's at airtax.com.au slash GST. So we've got a blog there that can guide them through the various requirements if they need a refresher on what we've spoken about today.
0: Perfect, Ben. Thank you so much. I think there's some really helpful knowledge in there for driver partners. Thank you again for your time today.
3: Not a problem at all. Thank you for having me.
0: Great. In addition to what Ben said, Uber also issues uh, tax invoices to the ATO on your behalf. But to do this, we need to have your ABN and GST details on file. So if you haven't already, you can check if you've done this by going to partners.uber.com and clicking invoice settings. If you need more information, we've also set up a blog to help you with this at t.uber.com forward slash ABN upload. And that concludes our tax section. Next up, we have the final announcement that I mentioned in the introduction. And it's about a pain point that driver partners have understandably complained about for years. It's about receiving short trips at the airport. So we have Julian on the podcast, one of our operations associates in Perth, who helped make this a reality. Hey, Julian, how are you doing?
2: Hey Divi, I'm super excited to be on the podcast all the way from the wild, wild west for this announcement. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Julian. So without further ado, what is this feature about? Alrighty, so imagine if you're a Perth driver partner and you've had a really long wait at the airport only to get a, a trip a few Ks out to High Wycombe. Or if you're in Melbourne, only into Tullamarine or one of, those, one of our Brizzy driver partners to the DFO shopping center. Yeah. We know how frustrating these short trips can be, only a few kilometers or minutes, and you lose your place in the queue. So on the 19th of April last week, we launched FastPass. So in all airports that have a FIFO or a virtual queue, essentially once you've taken and completed that short trip, you can return to the queue, jump straight back up to the top, and when that next trip comes through, you're top of the queue for that one.
0: That's amazing, Julian. So are you saying that if you get a short trip at the airport now, you can come back and skip
2: the queue? Absolutely, Divi. You skip the queue, you keep your place and you can keep it for six hours.
0: Whoa. Okay, great. What a win for drivers, Julian. That's absolutely great. Thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing something that's going to end it on such a high note. Before I let you go, though, how long is a short trip? How do you define what a short
2: trip is? Good question, Divi. And at the moment, the short trip varies city by city, so we can't give an exact number. um, And it also might vary slightly if we look back at the data and it's not performing well, either it's too long or too short.
0: Right, okay, no worries. That's still a great win for Driver Partners. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and sharing something with which we can end the podcast on a high note. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, TV. So on that high note, we will wrap our podcast too. So today we've heard from Dom Taylor about questions around earnings. Uh, we've also heard from AirTax, who clarified some questions around GST and tax obligations. And finally, our friend Julian from the Wild Wild West, who had an exciting announcement about Fast Pass at the airport, protecting you from short trips. Thanks for listening. What did you think about this podcast? Let us know by writing in at t.uber.com forward slash ANZ podcast. We're also looking for driver partners who might want to get on the podcast or share some tips. So write in and we look forward to reading it. Again, my name is Divi. Thank you for listening and Uber on.